Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. No two retirements look the same. Whether you're married, single, even men and women have different needs as they move to and through retirement. Today, we want to focus on one group. It's those retiring single. I'm Molly Nelson here with Rochelle Smith. She's the producer of this podcast. And then we have Lauren Merkel. Lauren is a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. And Lauren, you talk a lot about a customized retirement plan. And if you're single, your retirement plan definitely looks different than those that are married. Yes, it most definitely does. And I think one of the challenges, if you are single, if you're in that category, uh, is is most of the retirement planning content that you find out there. In fact, we even find ourselves doing this as well, is we we talk about it as if you were a married couple, right? All the examples that you see out there, the Bob and Sue and the Mr. and Mrs. Jones, it's all married. So if you're single, you're sitting there looking at this content, taking it in and saying, hey, what, what about me? There is no Mr. Jones or there is no Mrs. Jones. It's just me. And the fact fact is, is that your retirement plan will look substantially different if you're single than if you are married. And there are a lot of people out there who are retiring single. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. Maybe uh, you never got married, so you're single by choice. Maybe your husband or your wife passed away and you are single because of, of death. Or maybe you are a part of the growing population that is engaging in a gray divorce, which means you, you've gotten divorced and you're entering retirement by yourself as well. So there's a lot of planning techniques that you're going to utilize that are different different than if you're married. And that's why we're going to focus today on retiring single. Yeah, the facts back it up about one in three baby boomers are retiring single. And sometimes if you're single, there are some disadvantages, maybe economic disadvantages. You don't have two retirement savings accounts. Also, maybe fewer resources. Maybe you don't have children to lean on as you move to and through retirement. So what you have to do is build a support system, build a team. You need to be intentional and you need to plan for retirement. So here are going to be some great uh, resources to help you. So let's talk about building that team, Lauren. Uh, if I'm single, I'm getting ready to retire and if, even if you are married, you need a team as well. But my team maybe needs to be a little bit more intentional if I'm single. Yeah, and what we hear from uh, the, our families that are single is that's their concern. That's their worries. In some cases, they don't have kids. So it's not like they have kids to take care of them if they have a long-term care need or if they become incapacitated and can't make financial decisions. Um, uh, they don't have a spouse to fall back on. So they don't have that. They don't feel like they have that network that uh, that a traditional married couple would have going into retirement who has each other and then maybe some kids behind them. So it's important to build a team of people that you trust. And that team could be, of course, siblings. It could be kids if you have kids. Uh, could be parents. It could be professionals. I think it's important whether you're married or single, but maybe even more important if you're single to have a CPA in your corner that can help you with taxes, tax planning from a retirement standpoint, a retirement planner that can work in conjunction with your CPA and you to build that retirement plan and the tax plan within it, uh, an estate planning attorney that can help you build that legacy plan. And, and if something happens to you, you become incapacitated, you have these people working on your behalf then to make sure that your financial and, and uh, well-being is taken care of in that event. Let's go a little bit more in depth with that team. Obviously, a retirement planner is going to help you get to and through retirement. We'll go into some specifics with that. But I'm also thinking like medical decisions that you need to have made. 
Uh, do you recommend healthcare directive, power of attorney? What are some of the routes that you help families take when it comes to the medical side? Yeah, there's really three different things uh, from a medical and then a financial side. One is a living will. So we, we talk about wills all the time, but when we talk about wills, most of the time that conversation is around a last will. So when you pass away, here's what you want to have happen to your belongings. A living will is just as it is sounds. It's a will that this explains to people what you want to have happen while you are alive if you can no longer make decisions. And it needs to be detailed. It needs to be detailed so there's really nothing left undecided. You have your wishes. You know how you want to be taken care of, uh, If how, what kind of life-sustaining support you want to receive. And then that way, whoever's uh, making sure that they're executing your living will understands exactly what you meant. And in addition to the living will, you should have a conversation. You should have a conversation conversation with these people that you have identified who will help you in that that situation not only so they can they can have the the living will as written legal proof that this is what you wanted but so they feel better about it they've had that conversation with you so when they're executing your wishes there's no doubt in their mind they heard it directly from you this is exactly what you wanted to have happen and then you can also have the healthcare power of attorney which is a little bit less detailed than than the living will but it gives somebody the legal authority to make these health decisions on your behalf if in the event you become incapacitated and then you have the financial power of attorney, which takes care of the financial side of it. So they can execute uh, distributions from checking, savings accounts, make investment decisions, all that kind of stuff in the event you become incapacitated. And let's go back to the healthcare directive. So let's say you get you're hospitalized. How is that supposed to work ideally? Uh, is that document somewhere where the healthcare providers can find it? Because I'm just thinking about if you go to the hospital by yourself, you go in alone. How, how did they find that document? How are these, how is it supposed to be executed? These power of attorneys usually are done when you construct your living will. And then also when you construct your last will in a trust, if you're doing that at the same time. So usually those documents are all built at the same time. You can have these on file at the courthouse. <clears throat> you can have these on file with the attorney in their office who constructed these documents for you. Um, and then you should also give a copy to the people that you uh, expect to help you with this in the event you become incapacitated. So there should be multiple copies um, that everybody is aware who is on your team of what, what exactly you want to have happen. And so we, you go to the hospital and you go by yourself. The hospital may not have that right away. Right. So then it's going to be dependent upon this team that you put together to then communicate to the hospital what your wishes really are. And this kind of deals with the mental side of retiring. But this is a conversation I know that you have with those that are married and those that are single is to develop a social network. So we're talking about the team that's going to help you through some of the, the health and legal stuff. But we know, Lauren, that all of the studies point to having a social network uh, helps you live longer and live healthier in retirement. Yes, it most de definitely does. And what we find as we age is that our social circles get smaller. And it's really important to maintain a healthy social life. And especially as you age, you feel like you have a, a smaller social circle. It's, it's important to get out there and still be engaged and involved in the community, friends, family that, that you have around. And it's important to build new friendships. And one, one of the most rewarding parts for me as we have created our Elevated Living Series, so there's a lot more to retirement than just the, the wealth. So we added this Elevated Living Series where it's, it's designed to bring people together, whether they're married or they're single, um, but to build new friendships 
friendships. And we see that take place at these different events that we have. We see these new relationships build, and then we have uh, visits with them individually, and they're talking about the, the conversation that they had and how nice that was. And they exchange numbers, and they're getting together afterwards, uh, even going on trips sometimes. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of times uh, retirees like to take cruises uh, together and we see those relationships that are that are built. So I love that aspect of it because I know that we're not only building great retirement plans for people and we can help execute their financial wishes, but then we can expand their social circles and their their set of friends and just provide an opportunity for other new experiences with with new friends. I think that's a, a really important thing for pre-retirees and, and retirees to engage in. Yeah, because if you're working right now, it might be kind of hard to imagine, you know, losing your social circle because you do, that is part of your social circle, going to work. You talk a lot about work, of course, but just occasionally, Rochelle, occasionally do we talk about things that aren't work-related? Uh, of course. Every once in a while, we just, you know, veer, just for just a few minutes, Lauren, we veer off topic. So your coworkers, by default, kind of become part of your social circle. So when you retire, that goes away. And then a lot of times, and I've read articles on this, people think, oh, well, my children and my grandkids, they'll become my social circle. And yes, that does happen, but they find that, oh yeah, my kids are still working full time. They don't have a whole heck of a lot of time to spend with me. My grandkids are involved in sports, music, you know, church, whatever. They don't have as much time as I thought they would to spend with me. So finding a group of your peers, and a lot of studies also point to this as well, finding a group of your peers, like you talked about with the Elevated Living Series, is really important. And just to talk about our elevated living series, because I think this is really neat. We once a month offer different activities for the families and individuals that we work with here at Merkle Retirement Planning. So we've had yoga, we've had crafts, we're having axe throwing, beer tasting, uh, stuff that we're trying to appeal to a lot of different groups, nature walks, uh, lots of fun stuff. So that's the kind of stuff you guys, I'm looking forward to doing in retirement. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, it just uh, provides another outlet, another opportunity for people to do the things that they want to do anyway. But this is uh, with like-minded people who also enjoy those things, who are in a similar situation and uh, thinking through life in a very similar way as them as well. Another thing I, I really am excited about, this is something that we started that's a little bit newer, which is a part of the Elevated Living Series is the Caregiver's Circle. And this is, this is something that a lot of our family members are going through where they have a, a parent uh, or a spouse that their health has deteriorated, they need some care. And it, it takes a lot to care for somebody whose health has deteriorated. Uh, and, and so what in this caregiving circle, uh, people who are in a similar situation, they're providing care, uh, get together and they talk about the, the things that they go through and, and uh, their experiences. And it's just a nice environment that they can talk about these experiences that really they're sharing together, but are completely separate. Uh, and then also a part of the Elevated Living Series is the bereavement circle where people have lost a spouse or lost a family member, a parent, and are going through some trying times and they can get together and talk through those experiences and, and really, and, it, and again, it's all about the building this, this social network that has dwindled in a lot of cases or is, is certainly getting smaller and, the, and bringing like-minded people and like circumstances together to really share their experiences, uh, lean on each other, build new friendships. Uh, Molly, you touched on it briefly and we hear this firsthand. When, when you're working, you develop relationships 
and then you retire, you have this expectation or at least this thought that you're going to maintain a lot of those relationships, especially some of those that are closer. And what we hear is that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen like they expected. Um, and so they do have to find themselves finding new friends or, or new places to meet people who are now in their circumstances. Because you, you work with somebody, you have a lot in common, but then you're not working and it seems like you have less in common and less reason to get together and maintain that relationship. Uh, and for many people, many recent retirees, that is a surprise. So we've been talking a lot about the, the health aspect of retirement, but let's go back to the wealth because that's the, I think when you're working, that's the biggest concern. Definitely all these other pieces, very important, but people thinking about retiring, Lauren, I don't care again, if they're married or single, they're coming into you and saying, Hey, do I have enough to retire? How did those, the pieces of that income puzzle look a little different for those that are single? Yeah. If you're single, it's just you. It's just you. You can't rely upon a spouse to have their 401k plan or even a pension. Uh, you have uh, less resources, most likely. And you know, the, the baseline of living doesn't, isn't all that different between being single and married. If you're married, you have a house, most likely. If you're single, you still have to pay for a house. You still have to pay for living. So your baseline expense is similar. Now the recreation, the discretionary spending is where you might notice a difference being single versus married, but you have less income potential being single and with a similar type of an expense need. And so that becomes challenging. Uh, also, you need to make sure that you can afford the health care later down the road. We always cite these studies that say you need $300,000 to pay for health care over the course of your retirement. Well, it's you. You have to come up with that type of money to afford the health care and the long-term care that you need down the road as well. So it's a little bit different. And by the way, when you're single, you're in a different tax. You're paying a different in a different tax bracket because it takes half the, the income to get to that same tax bracket. And that's a challenge for many people as well because you have your income coming in, but what about the amount of that income do you get to keep? So just to give you an example, if you're, and this is the two, 2021 federal income tax bracket, yeah, to be in the 12%, if you're single, your income would be up to $40,000. So you can have a taxable income up to $40,525 $40, and you're in the 12% bracket. If you're married, you can make up to $81,050. So exactly double the amount to be in that same 12% bracket. So if you're single and you're making $80,000, that puts you in the 22% bracket. If you're married and your household income is $80,000, you're in the 12% tax bracket. So the, the taxes, the income, the federal income taxes, the state income taxes can eat away at what you actually get to keep out of your income as well. Yeah. Is it fair to say that the tax brackets definitely favor... Uh, those who are married? Yes. Uh, in our experience, uh, those who are married uh, have a little bit easier tax planning time than those who are single. And as we talk about the income piece of retirement, we have to mention Social Security. So some of those people that are heading into retirement single have never been married. Some could have been married at some point, and there's some Social Security rules or elections that they need to know about? If you're single, it's just your social security benefit and that's it. If you're married, you might have a spousal benefit option that you can take advantage of. Uh, if your spouse passes and your spouse had a higher social security benefit that you, you're going to move to their benefit. So that's the survivorship social security benefit. And while you're both, both alive, you're going to have two different social security incomes in conjunction with the savings and maybe a pension that you have as well. So being single, it's just your social security income and that's it. 
And there's nothing else to go with that. No spousal benefit, survivorship benefit, nothing else to supplement that income. You have a situation that's specific to you. So we've only been chatting for about 20 minutes or so. And we've gone through some great tips about tax planning and income planning. But we know that your journey is worth talking about. So here's a great opportunity. It's a complimentary 15-minute retirement checkup call. You can go to MerkleRetire.com, M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com right now and schedule your 15-minute retirement checkup call. And Lauren, let's talk about these checkup calls for just a minute. What are some of the, the common things that you're chatting with people about during these calls? We structure these calls to what it is you're thinking about. What What's your situation? What are your concerns? What kind of resources do you have that you have questions on and how it's going to work for you in your retirement? The conversations for us are, are really a great opportunity to try to provide some information to you that you can use to help achieve your best retirement vision. And, and they're easy, right? They're easy because we're talking about you and you know, you, you know what your concerns are. And, uh, it's just a, it's a light conversation. And I think, you know, one of the hardest parts of preparing for retirement is having that retirement plan for a lot of people. What is a retirement plan? They, it's, it's so broad. Where do you start getting a retirement plan if you know you're going into the retirement years? And so these calls can make that process a little bit easier. Get the information that you need uh, around the questions and concerns that you have, and then that could launch your retirement readiness. Yeah, and one question concern people could have is, about healthcare because maybe they've had a 401k all of their working years. They're feeling pretty good about the amount in that 401k or a government plan. But the part that they're, of course, no one knows exactly what they're going to have to pay for is healthcare. You know, the stats are that about seven out of 10 of those 65 and older right now will need some form of long-term care in their lifetime. But if you had a crystal ball, Lauren, you could say to people, okay, it's going to, you're only going to spend 80,000. You're only going to be in long-term care for six months and you're only going to need 80,000. That's what we'll budget. Yeah, that'd be great. But there is no crystal ball. You don't know exactly what that's going to cost, but you you can't not plan for it. Yeah, you have to plan for it. And there's multiple ways you can offset the risk with long-term care. And the traditional way, which a lot of people do by default, by the way, is they self-insure. So you may need long-term care. You may not need long-term care. They don't really know how to go about covering that risk outside of the traditional long-term care insurance, which they've heard is probably not a great way to go because you don't know if you need long-term care. You're paying these expensive insurance premiums, and you've probably heard that these insurance companies are increasing premiums almost on a yearly basis. So your, your net cost is also an unknown if you try to offset your long-term care cost with long-term care insurance. So many people not knowing what direction to go, how to combat this type of risk, end up self-insuring. Now, if you are self-insuring and that is a good way for you to go, then it's still, it's still important to have that within your plan. So you know in the event you're 80 years old, you need $10,000 a month extra to pay for long-term care, you know where that's going to come from so you can get the care that you need, you can get the care that you deserve, and you, and you don't have to worry about somebody else stepping in and taking care of you at that point because you have that part already planned for. And if you choose then to offset some of the risk, there's multiple ways besides the true long-term care insurance. So you can discover what are the good, what are the, what are the bad of those different ways and make an intentional decision about how you're going to offset some of this risk. And then that way you feel really confident, not only about the, the level of care you're going to receive at that point, but also how are you going to financially uh, take care of that type of care as well. 
So Lauren, retiring single doesn't have to be scary. No, it really doesn't. In fact, we uh, have a lot of people who come to us who are single and they go through the planning process. They see what their retirement vision looks like in a very tangible way. And you can just see the anxiety kind of diminish. And that's a really, really good thing to see. Uh, this can be scary, though. On the outside, as you're entering this new phase of your life, it can seem very daunting. It can seem very overwhelming. And especially if you haven't always been single. If you're recently single due to death or divorce, it can be even more, it can create even more of an anxious environment because you're used to going through life with somebody else. And all of a sudden now you find yourself by yourself trying to make this transition that's, uh, that's hard anyway with uh, now the thought of you're going through this by yourself. So it can create a more insecure environment emotionally. Uh, and that's why it's so important to have a plan in place. And so one of the first things that you should do is make sure you create your retirement plan. And if you need to talk to a retirement specialist or talk to a team, assemble your team of professionals uh, to, around you to make sure you have the best plan that you can have, and it will increase your confidence level. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to allow you then to focus on the real things that, that are important to you in your life, increasing your social circles, making new friends, and finding new passions in your life so you can, you can start to enjoy yourself during this, this uh, otherwise stressful transition. If you'd like to talk about taking those first steps, go to MerkleRetire.com. It's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com, and you can schedule your complimentary 15-minute retirement checkup call today. We'll continue tackling all of the pieces of your retirement puzzle on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC.